Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome to Take the Black Live, the show on the internet where myself, Dan Selke of WinterIsComing.net, and Mia Johnson of DorkSideOfTheForce.com talk all things fantasy, sci-fi, books, TV, movies, Star Wars, Marvel, Game of Thrones, etc. and so forth. And this week, theme parks, because Mia, I see by your headgear that you have recently come back from your grand adventure to... It was Disney World in Florida, right? Not Disneyland Mm -hmm. in California. Right, Disney World, yeah. And Yeah, I mean, obviously... It looked like you had fun. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, guess that you had at least a seven on a scale of ten of a time. Yeah, yeah, I had a really really good time. Um, gosh, yeah, it was about seven days of me and my family kind of being Ooh. in Florida and enjoying like the 90 degree weather. I think I got a little tanner. I don't know if you can tell here. I definitely got a tan. <laughs> um, we had a we had an Airbnb. This huge house. So we had like a pool to ourselves cool. as well for the first time ever. Um, but yeah, it was really great. We did Disney's Hollywood Studios, Disney's Epcot, and then Universal Studios Orlando and Islands of Adventure in the same day. So it was really packed. What is your favorite of those? Like you got the Epcot, you got Universal Studios, you got Disney, Disney World, the proper Disney World. Yeah. Um, hmm. It's hard to tell. I would say um last time i went i went to magic kingdom which is kind of like the essential disneyland copycat but i did really really enjoy hollywood studios because that's where they have star wars galaxy's edge which i went to for the very first time and here's a picture of me with green milk not blue milk (laughs) but i did try both of them um and for some reason this is like hotly debated like which one do you like better green or blue milk um yeah is green milk from the movies i remember the blue milk uh-huh yeah this is something that they to my knowledge completely made up just for the part just so they can kind of have a variety <laughs> of things they're like yeah blue milk and you have green milk so what the, the, okay fine yeah the best way for me to describe both of the tastes is that they taste like alcoholic a, you can get them with alcohol i did not okay. though it was you know but they taste like a melted popsicle just a little bit thicker so it's like the taste is kind of muted and fruity but you know i, I think it's nice to have it once otherwise i'm like okay that's kind of it um but that was good i also went on rise of the resistance which now this <laughs> this is a process in and of itself dan um that's me and, and my brother like in the background the one um Star Wars ride they have at the Galaxy's Edge, which is like the Star Wars theme park. Right, right. This this is actually, they have two. So one is Rise of Resistance and the other is um, Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. But the Rise of Resistance is the newer one and they do a virtual queue system. So it's kind of like basically a, an online lottery and you have two chances to enter this. One at 7 a.m. and then another at 1 p.m. and you have to like physically be in the park. So, me and my family got our phones, woke up at 645. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we went outside so we can get a clear signal and hoping to score these tickets. And it's not a guarantee, but we got them. Um, we were like group 14, which is super duper early. We went, that was like the first ride I went on. And it was really, really amazing. This is probably like the best, I don't know, I would say the best ride in the history of theme parks. And that says a lot. Really? <laughs> yeah. That is a call claim. I mean... I saw your tweet and you said that like uh, I may have been on tears during um, 
rise of the resistance. <laughs> the resistance, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I don't know why it got to be like that, but it, it was really, it was like a Star Wars fan's dream. And even if you don't like Star Wars that much, I think you would be blown away. I mean, is it, it's not like a roller coaster, is it? It's like, uh, it's like more of a... What is yeah, it? it's a, they call those dark rides. So what it is is, um, and I don't want to spoil it, but it, it's one of those you know where you're going through the scenes and everything. But sure. it's like yeah, the line is very immersive. You've got this pre-show with Ray and BB-8, and you're supposed to oh, be like in um, like a resistance camp, but then you get taken in by the first order. So now you're like, oh, it's, it's like you're line. in one of their ships. Yeah. And so, you know, you see Kylo Ren and the stormtroopers and these huge, like life-size ATATs. you know, those crawler, oh, big cool. walker things. So they yeah, yeah. really went above and beyond for this. And it was, it was so immersive. And I was like, wow, <laughs> you guys really did the darn fun. thing. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, most of my time, I took a, a selfie with a Loki poster that I spotted in the wild. They had Thad and Cruella. and um, Those are the same so ears you're wearing now? They are. My rose gold ears, my favorite color. <laughs> um, I that gold. I did on my day. We were, like, just touring some of the resorts for Disney World, which are so awesome. <laughs> like, as you can tell, I'm, I'm pretty much blown away by everything. Um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I really wanted to make an, uh, a point of going to see Disney uh, World's hotels by Magic Kingdom because these are like top of the line. They cost like three to five hundred dollars a night for no good reason Ooh. whatsoever. Yeah, <laughs> but they are really nice. Um, and then I mean, finally, I'll oh, go ahead. <laughs> well, I was saying like, is that the reason that they're really really nice? Because I mean, I, I I'm aware that there are these like that. It's it's a whole production down there, right? Because yeah, it, it's not yeah. it's not just the theme park that they get the money out of. They get the money out of the whole state. They get the money out of you know you coming down there, staying in their really expensive hotels and mm -hmm. eating their really expensive restaurants, and you know spending hours to get spending uh, hours for uh, a ride and uh, spend money while you're there on the milk and everything, which is all great. But um. Are they like themed or anything? Like, is there like the Snow White room you can stay in? Um, sort of, kind of. The one, the three that we toured, one was Polynesian theme. So you've got like Moana and Lilo and Stitch, oh, cool. kind of. So it is really, really nice. And, you know, they give you like the flower necklaces to wear. Um, That's fun. The other one is the Grand Floridian, which is like the most expensive Disney. I've heard um, of that one. Yeah, hotel and at least in Disney World. And it is, it's kind of like a ballroom, sort of very classy. You can have a wedding <laughs> over there if you want. It's just that classy. So I really, really like that one. Um, and the other is the Contemporary, which is kind of supposed to be like a modern, but it's got more like of a, a 50s, 60s modern vibe. That's kind of fun. Um, and... You know, I think they're going to theme that to the incredible. So you do get the theming. It is kind of there. But at the end of the day, when you look at the rooms, they are just hotel rooms. Sure. Um, so you're just kind of there for the convenience and the, you know, saying, I'm at Disney. <laughs> the Floridian. Yep, yep, yep. So, yeah. Um, and then, oh, I also have a picture of me with some butterbeer. I had some of that over in um, Hogsmeade. I think that's in front of Honey Duke's. Oh, okay, yeah, because I mean, Hogsmeade, the Harry Potter stuff—that's not part of Disney World. That's like right—that's that, Universal, that's Universal Studios. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so they all kind of have, you know, like their competing lands, like Harry Potter, mm -hmm. and I think, hmm, 
I was kind of alcoholic? do like the hair that was. I don't think they make alcoholic butterbeer. Maybe they, maybe, but not Follow at the station. Question, I went to. When are they going to start? Like, that seems like an obvious <laughs> Exactly. Thing to do, come on. Um, well, you know, they're at Hogwarts. You know, you're not really there to have a drink. You're there to study and. <laughs> ah, but the, the students' parents are there and sometimes they want to uh, relax That's a little bit. That's true. That's true. But yeah, over there, I really loved, um, I got to do Harry Potter Forbidden Journey finally because we didn't go over there last time. That one is really cool. You get to go through Hogwarts Castle and there's Dumbledore's cool. office and all that stuff. So, yeah, did a lot of waiting in line, though. A lot. <laughs> if you guys are ever going to go on a trip and you're going to do that, just, you know, sometimes you might have a walk-on ride. Other times, I think, you know, you might wait up to like 70 or 80 minutes <laughs> just for <laughs> a three-minute ride. Yeah. <laughs> that is the theme park experience. I mean, I kind of like the idea of like a, a group thing because like that's like, you can walk around and they just text you when it's your time. Technology yeah, changing the way yeah. we do lines. Yeah, that's what Rise of the Resistance was like. So sometimes you can do that. They had a new coaster open. I didn't do it. Um, called the Velocic Coaster, based off of Jurassic World. Oh, right. um, but yeah, that one didn't have a virtual line. It was just like, yeah, wait in line 75 minutes and you'll get on. So <laughs> I think they'll be exper- experimenting with that. Um, you know, like fast pass systems, that kind of yeah, alleviates yeah, yeah. the wait time too. But otherwise, yeah, it was awesome. Oh, I did have you in mind when I went to this shop called World of Disney. Huge store as far as the eye can see with nothing but, you know, right. Pixar and Star Wars and Marvel and all the other properties. I was like, oh my gosh, I only, I can only imagine what Dan would think if he saw this. <laughs> I disapprove. I'd be there and be like, how dare you try to shovel this stuff off on us? Yeah. Have you no shame? Like, sir, could you please leave? I won't yeah. leave. Okay, fine. You better cop my room. There was a line to get into that store, mostly for COVID reasons. You know, you want to make sure it's oh, not at course, capacity, yeah. but there was a line just to get into that store. I was like, Disney, you really, you really got us. Oh my goodness. Well, <laughs> I wanted to ask about that. And by the way, uh, hello, Julie. Good to see you. If anybody of you watching has any comments, feel free to sound off. We'll respond. Um, I wanted to ask about like the theme park experience sort of post COVID because in a mm-hmm. way you aren't just a vacationer. You are a reporter from the front lines of um, a receding war against this virus. And, you know, in the U.S. anyway, COVID is sort of it's sort of like winding down. More people are getting vaccinated. More people are going, Mm -hmm. taking vacations. They're traveling. They're meeting up people. And um, it sounds like it didn't really affect it that much. Like, I was going to wonder if the like lines were any shorter because of COVID. It doesn't sound like it. Yeah, that I was really surprised about. And Disney, to me, seemed to do the best. And it really is all about your comfort mm-hmm. level. Like, if you're not comfortable around crowds at this moment, it's like, this might not be for you. I know some people who, you know, had been a little apprehensive, but now they're, you know, they're vaccinated and you're like, okay, I feel more comfortable. Right. Um, Disney was pretty good. They still kind of social distance you in lines. Florida changed their rules, though, so... Um, you didn't have to wear a mask outside and in <laughs> 90 degree weather, you're kind of like, okay, Ooh. I think I, I need, I need to breathe. Um, and then Universal Orlando was completely like, like on the, the day before we went, they had just completely had mask optional. So again, it's, you do what is comfortable for you. What made me mad with Orlando though is it felt like they were, um, had, re- what am I trying to say? They were no longer doing the capacity limits. Um, maybe because it was Memorial Day. I really didn't like that. Yeah, it was super yeah. crowded. Lines were super long. We waited like 
40 minutes just to get a hamburger for lunch. I really didn't oh, like that, but, um, you know, it's kind of like, well, what can you do about it? But yeah, it really feels like there's no change whatsoever aside from kind of like the plexiglass and they still have line markers. I think they reduced it to three feet instead of six. Still, most people didn't even abide by that, mostly because you're just kind of moving through line anyway. So, it really is, you know, just kind of do which, what you're comfortable doing and, you know, yeah. go when you're comfortable to go out. But I still had a fun time, um, regardless of everything. I'm glad I went. Oh, of course. I mean, it sounds like a blast. I, I was yeah. just, I, I, I'm just wondering. Um, I mean, it sounds like the theme park industry will bounce back maybe bigger than ever. I mean, because folk yeah. are going to be wanting to do more of that now that they spent a year uh, foregoing it. <laughs> Hmm? Let me see. I'm reading uh, from Shannon. Uh, Universal has the passes. I think I did. S- mm. You, I think you get fast passes if you book a Universal hotel. Well, yeah, like they said. And yeah, Florida is is still a hot mess, regardless of how you mm-hmm. look at it. <laughs> right after Halloween, shorter lines. Linda says now, November is the time to go. Mm. Yeah, I'll be considering I, that. <laughs> before we move on, I will say like, I, I, yeah. I don't think 90 degree weather is is the weather for me. I probably would have like, <laughs> hit me in a good 70. Then I'm happy. Yeah. Yeah. It really gets really, you got to have like those mini fans with you and everything. Yes. It is. But I did like, it. I survived. I survived. I mean, you survived and you thrived. But like it, yeah. it, in, in 90 degrees, I will be outside if I am completely submerged in a body of water. Like at that point, I will go outdoors. Other than that, <laughs> I, don't think I'm, I don't think I'm leaving for it. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of weird to go from like extreme summer weather to I guess today's about seventy. I'm like, I like this. Let's keep it right it's here. It's been lovely. That like this yeah. weekend has been was great here. Like a great just walking around. I love weather where it's like you could wear shorts or jeans, and either one would be correct. I think it's always kind of fun. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, none mm-hmm. of that in Florida. I'm glad you had a good time. I'm uh, glad theme parks are getting back in their feet. I'm glad things are opening up again. If you want to go, you know, stay safe. But uh, it, 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 I, I'm happy people are returning and mm-hmm. um, enjoying themselves. And it, it clearly, like, as for someone like you who's a fan of Disney, who's a fan of this stuff, when is the Marvel campus opening? Is that going to be I think on, that's like, in uh, four days? Or is it today? They actually, wait, yeah, really? they have a live stream today with the park opening. And um, so look out for that later tonight or at it. some point today. So well, close. it's in Disneyland and Disneyland oh, isn't right, opening right. up to out of state people until the 15th. So I'll have to come back at another time. To Next Anaheim. vacation. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, other than that, Mia, um, I'm glad you had a great time. And thanks for filling in when I was a little sick. That was fun. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But let's talk about uh, some movie and TV stuff. What do you think? <laughs> let's do it. It's getting All right. uncomfortable. That's true. Like, those hats are very, enth- like, it's great that people are enthused about them. But, like, how, do- I don't know how they wear them for that long. I can't imagine what the folk in, like, the giant Mickey suits must be feeling yeah. like. But especially in, in the 90 degree heat, were there any, like, giant mice walking around? Oh, yeah. Lots of lots of thick costumes. Goofy and Pluto, all of them. I once talked to, um, uh, I interviewed a guy from Game of Thrones um, who played Bronze Jan Royce. I forget this gentleman's name. He said that on the sets with all like the hev- like the hot, hot lights down on like Ooh. Winterfell set, they had suits that actually like pumped water, like bu- uh, underneath all that armor and stuff. They were like piping that kind of pumped cool wow. water around it to make sure they stayed yeah, a little cooler. <laughs> they really need that down there in Florida. Technology, man. 
Anyway, speaking of, um, you know, blistering heat, I thought we would, because there wasn't a whole lot of news this week, so I thought we'd take an opportunity to discuss something that's been getting uh, some traction lately and that I'm looking forward to, but that there's a big question mark at the end of this, which I, would, I wouldn't mind hearing your opinion on. By the way, as Julie says, just in winter, it's so cold, I hate it. <laughs> How cold does it get in Australia <laughs> in, in, in wintertime, Julie? I am wondering. Because I will say, cold for Chicagoans is like negative 10. So, uh, Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit, which is different, yeah. <laughs> yes. I am genuinely curious about that. Anyway, I want to talk a bit about Dune, an upcoming movie from Warner Brothers, an adaptation of Frank Herbert's classic 1965 science fiction novel about the far future when mankind has sworn off computers because they tried to kill us at one point, it's a whole thing, and basically now practice space feudalism where it's very like it's kind of like game of thrones with space lasers where there are a bunch of big houses and they all control different planets and they have trained people to kind of become human computers because the real thing is outlawed and a lot of it takes place on dune this vast desert planet where the spice is made, which is a incredibly valuable substance that the universe turns on. It like extends your life. It gives you superpowers, basically. They did it for <laughs> trading purposes, because otherwise they can't navigate through space. They'll hit debris. It's a big important thing. And it's, you only get it on Arrakis. You only get it on Dune. So whoever controls Dune, controls, whoever controls the spice, controls the universe. I've always known the series. I'm reading the books now. I'm, I'm like reading like all the books, just because, mm-hmm. I don't know, I figured it's time to take the plunge. And I'm into it. And this is a series that has been around for decades and decades, you know, like since, since 65. And it's never like had a great film, film adaptation. It's got it's got it has a couple. David Lynch tried it in the 80s to like eh, meh response, like <laughs> yeah. the sci fi channel back when that was a thing adapted it. And it was better, but it was also like cost nine dollars. So it never really caught on. Uh, this time they're going for it. Like this is, and now we come to 2021, the age of any, everyone wanting their own mega franchise, the age of everyone wanting a shared universe uh, that they can kind of make a thousand projects in. And someone said, what about Dune? Uh, it's detailed. There are like, uh, like six books in it. Plus a lot of others. The guy sons right after he died. Mm -hmm. It's a rich story. And it is, it's a deep story and it is. Let's try it. So Denny Villeneuve, who I think is how you say his name. Um, the guy behind Blade Runner 2049 and Arrival. Just just either of those, those are both pretty good, especially I Arrival. Saw Blade Runner, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah and Arrival. Solid. I actually those are two of my sort of favorite movies. I love those. They're good. He's very, very good. Like I have no I I, I have confidence in him doing this well. Mm-hmm. But uh so he's making it. They shot it. It got delayed because of the pandemic. Timothy Chalamet is the main character of Paul Atreides. Jason Momoa is his sword master in Idaho. You got um, Josh Brolin. Thanos is in it. You got Stellan Skarsgård is in it. Uh, a pretty uh, Zendaya is his love interest. Oscar Tony. Isaac. There's definitely yeah. uh, Oscar Isaac is in it as his dad. <laughs> um, Javier Bardem is the Fremen leader Stilgar. Like a lot, like a, a very impressive cast. Uh, and now that it's coming up, I think it's coming out in like November, I believe. I didn't research that before this. Um, and folks are starting to see it. And there was mm-hmm. one fan who saw it, reported his findings to October, October 1st, to a 
doing YouTube channel, and I thought we would just go over it a little bit because a cup there's there's a strange twist this movie is taking that mm. I would like to hear your opinion on, and all okay. of your opinions out there. And right after we get into this thing about temperature, we will do it because I do want to know about this. As Julie says, where I am from, we don't get snow. You have to drive about an hour for that, but it still gets cold. Day average <laughs> time is about 40 degrees Celsius. That's where the Fahrenheit is. Well, we're going to find it out really fast. Yeah, I can't do the quick maths in my head. I want a quick 57.2 degrees. <laughs> Says Richard. And yes, Joey, yeah. it does feel like Dune has been going on forever. 57, 57. Okay, sorry. We shouldn't get too far into that. Cool your jets, I will Dan. say that, that is, that is, a, that is a, a nice spring day in Chicago. <laughs> exactly. Oh, uh, we live in a frigid um, tundra wonderland. Anyway, um, Dune's been going on forever. And what I thought was interesting about what this guy was saying, he said it's about 2.5 hours. All right, fair enough. It's a big movie. It kind of is a slow pace movie which makes sense for Denis mm. Villeneuve he's a pretty slow pace kind of guy um he loved Jason Momoa thought he stole the show um he also talked about when the film ends and the weird thing about Dune is that it is the f- it's the movie is going to be the first half of the first book mm. which all right like you you, you <laughs> want to make a big series and the guy said that it ends very abruptly Kind of like about a half a point through the novel. And I guess my question is, why would you do that, Mia? (laughs) Is that a stupid decision? Because there's no guarantee a sequel is coming. Like, in fact, Mm -hmm. Denis Villeneuve is is one of those guys who got mad at Warner Brothers back when they were going to release everything in theaters Mm -hmm. and HBO Max at the same time. Like, he's some good quotes like, you're going to ruin Dune. This is this is outrageous. Like, which personally, (laughs) I think it ended up working out pretty well for everybody. But um, yeah. Yeah, that's me. Um, th- there are no plans for a sequel, so far as I know. Like, no one's uh-huh. lined up. And what if, like, he's put his heart and soul into this thing, and they put out half a great movie, God. and then it doesn't do spectacularly, and then they're like, <laughs> well, that's it. Ooh. Yeah, that's, to me, that doesn't sound very good. And, hmm. It's kind of hard because it's it's like you you're not necessarily starting from scratch like some people know it some people don't but i would wager you know it's it doesn't have the same kind of appeal as like avengers infinity war where you can pull up no, that's built hey, what in. if we what if we only tell half the story and leave you hanging you know because that is a guaranteed audience you know the people who saw uh-huh. that movie avengers are going to come back to see the next one and maybe see it again and see it again Dune will either have to be word of mouth where, you know, people are intrigued to sit through this whole thing or, you know, even have to kind of, you have to overcome the other stuff too, like the other, the bad movie or the sci-fi series and say, no, 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 it's going to be better because we have Timothy Chalet and Zendaya and all that. Yeah. So, I think that's kind of risky and especially with the abrupt ending, um, I can just, I can imagine you, you know, you're kind of like, okay, we're reaching time, we're getting to the end, but it doesn't feel like we're, we've concluded the story anyway. Um, so yeah, I can see how that's kind of tricky. And then my other concern, I also have another concern, is getting this gigantic cast back together again. I know. Filming. <laughs> that also seems like it's going to be a hassle, and if it's not like guaranteed. like contracts up at that point. Yeah. Um, yeah, that kind of sounds like bad news bears to me. I don't know. 
<laughs> I agree with you. And I mean, yeah, I, I, I think the Marvel thing is, is a really good comparison because, yeah, like Infinity War and Endgame, like that was after how many movies, how many years, like after yeah. they had a guaranteed built in, I need to know, see how this ends audience. Starting up from it, it does smack a little bit of um, putting the cart before the horse, a little bit of overconfidence. And, you know, when you're trying to do this giant shared universe, giant, like launch a huge thousand ships that'll steer you around the world um like you need things to be a hit yeah and taking a big swing out the gate it could be a very bad move so i'm looking forward to it but i hope they announce something really soon because i'm i'm nervous they're um dragging their feet way too long <laughs> or maybe like denny villeneuve is still like really steen about the whole hbo max thing and they're just trying to talk him off a ledge um yeah that's possible i i feel like i mean there will yeah, there's a guarantee that it will be in theaters. Now, when it comes to the sequel, that's another thing because it's like, okay, you know, will they also double premiere that online or, you know, on streaming and in theaters? Or is he going to want to have it just exclusively in theaters if they can even swing that? <laughs> I think the deal is that they're going to start going back to just theaters okay. in 2022. Is what they said. And I think they yeah. will. Yeah. Um. By the way, like I've read Dune, like it's it's dense, but it's not you you, you could do a three hour movie out of it. It's not like you need to split yeah. it up. Yeah, I'm especially like, if it's like goes very slow, like this guy is saying. So mm-hmm, I don't know. Yeah, that's uh, what troubles we'll what me is the now. slow stuff. Is you know this kind of dense material, and we're you know we're dragging out scenes, and mm, I don't know. Well, yeah, we'll see. It might have something to do with the business climate let's let's talk business stuff briefly because there are some um movements in the streaming wars happening did you hear that i think the week i was gone y'all talked about um at&t spinning off warner media or maybe you did i don't know if you did or not um and then merging it with discovery so yeah. what we're talking about here is a new company called Warner Bros. Discovery, which is a very brilliant name, <laughs> which is, you know, going to be the merger of these two very big, very big entertainment companies. And they have a new logo, which looks very mm. Looney Tunes to me. Do you get Looney Tunes <laughs> yeah. from that? Yeah. Graphic design is my passion. Oh boy. Yeah, this was a big one. I I saw that I can tell if this was going to be like a stalled one or maybe it wasn't going to go through. It seems like a lot for Warner Brothers to take on. Um not to, you know, I guess everyone else is doing it so why not? Um but yeah, so Discovery that's like all the and I love Discovery. So the TLC, I think Animal like Planet, HGTV, I believe they HGTV. have they have like Planet Earth and they also Food, have like all those like home buildy shows. Yeah, these are all the channels that like if I end up watching just in the background anyway. So I do love Discovery and there's so much drama on TLC. I do like that. So sure. maybe if they phase out Discovery Plus because I want to see all those shows, but I don't want to pay for Discovery Plus. They just really oh, thought yeah, that would too. be a good idea. <laughs> They're like, no, it's not a good idea. Um, but yeah, it seems... I don't necessarily know if this is going to give them, like, if we're talking about streaming wars, how much of an upper hand that's going to be. I mean, 90 Day Fiance is pretty popular. You know, they, that's probably one of their biggest assets. Um, mm-hmm. And then all of those ghost shows that they have on Travel Channel. Oh, so. the ghost shows. 
It may. Do they own House may. Hunters. I love House Hunters. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's that's Discovery. I love House Hunters too. Um, my favorite is the Mediterranean one. If we're gonna be specific, of course. Yes. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. It at this rate, it would be okay. Is it worth me getting? I don't know if it's they're gonna merge it with HBO Max um, or they will if they're smart. Like that's, or they might that's do gotta it. be the right move, right? I wonder if they might do a bundle the way kind of Disney has done mm. with Hulu and ESPN. Yeah, which, that's true. I don't know. I just don't. I just don't want to pay any more extra to watch anything else. I feel like I've reached a limit. <laughs> I'm betting a lot of people feel like that right now. I mean, yeah. I'm just gonna take off things off the top of my head, shall I? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Netflix, Disney Plus, HBO Max, Peacock, Hulu, um, Discovery Plus. Paramount sure. Plus. Oh, Par- Par- oh, CBS, Plus. Which, yeah. <laughs> Apple TV Plus. Can't forget about that one too. Um, I think those are like some of the some of the some of the mm-hmm. big, big, big ones. Oh, yeah. um I said Peacock. I mean, yeah, it's getting a little silly, and I think it would be to their advantage to combine stuff together and because I mean it, more folk have to be subscribed to HBO Max and Discovery Plus. There, there's no way <laughs> yeah. that's the one that wins out. Assuming <laughs> yeah. they do a combination. Um, I mean, yeah, I think it's probably for the good, for or at least for us, for now. And, like, part of me is, like, my anti-competition thing, like, oh, everything's merging together. But, I mean, the streaming wars is the same about all those things. There's still quite a lot of options to choose from. Oh, Disney Plus, I forgot about that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I think it's uh, probably good if, if they merge and make more stuff available and, you know, take one thing out of the running to save people the trouble of having mm-hmm. to pirate it yeah <laughs> that's kind of that reminds me of the uh like with paramount plus because they have the new iCarly coming which i thought i wasn't gonna like but it looks like they're gonna make it a little more edgier like spencer said the d word and i was like oh you couldn't say that on nickelodeon but i don't want to <laughs> get paramount plus so who knows how i'm gonna watch it but yeah consolidate Wait, <sighs> it's damn sorry i think we i think we're, we're able to say that out of all the words but <laughs> But yeah, so it's kind of like, I would be in favor of consolidating more of these, you know, it's not necessarily, you know, monopoly wise, it's a little tricky, but you know, for my wallet's sake, my sanity's sake, for all my passwords sake that I'm running out of, you know, combinations for the same password, I'm like, please, <laughs> just please make it easier on me. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, like, I have really come around to HBO Max. I, I, It's kind of like my most used streaming service. Like, for example, mm-hmm. I'm watching this new show. What are we watching? What a great segue. I'm um, watching this show, Hacks. Have you heard of this? This is Gene Smart, who played uh, the older superhero on Watchmen. I remember her from, like, Frasier years ago. Really <laughs> funny, cool actress. I've always liked her. Um, she's like an older comedian who's kind of like um her career is starting to fail a little bit she hooks up and she hires like a young comedy writer to kind of be a a dream team and like rethink her material <laughs> and get it back on top it's really good it, 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 it's definitely it's funny it's it's like a half hour long um i've been enjoying that one quite a bit still watching warrior um i want to get into mayor of east town someone's loving that a lot yeah, but i haven't I've quite taken the plunge that. yet i think they I have their finale good. this week right Yes. And something and happened was, too. Like HBO didn't air the finale during the time slaughters. I don't know. I just I was like, I think there was through. like a crash or something Ooh. of HBO Max. I believe. Don't absolutely quote me on <laughs> that. I think there was like stuff was down for a bit. I mean, because oh. I think it's getting more popular because this stuff is pretty good. Like they yeah. 
it had like a rocky start a bit and i still the name is still dumb but whatever i'm over that um they have enough good like genuinely good stuff to draw people in and if you can dump all like house hunters 18 versions of that and ghost hunters and whatever mm-hmm. other hunting you're doing naked and afraid um it could be a great combination of like prestige stuff you sit down to watch and stuff you put on put on while you're folding laundry or doing the dishes right kind of put on in the background <laughs> right uh oh did you want to share your your never's thoughts i know we're a little late i thought you I'll do it really really fast yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, to never's ended i mean again i watched it on hbo max and a couple of weeks ago what a weird show what like a bizarre um like way more passion than know-how i think i describe that show as <laughs> yeah um I, I i loved the passion in it i loved uh the 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 novelty and sort of the, the difference of it but like th- good lord they needed to like just like rewrite like that that was the first draft of that show like that needed Ooh. to be like on draft three or four before we like mm-hmm. put it on tv <laughs> Yeah, it did feel opinion. like it was like one of these things where you have a lot of ideas and you just kind of mm-hmm. threw it all out there, but yes. it could, you know, you you bring in your creative writing teacher and he kind of helps you to consolidate those ideas <laughs> and to narrow it down. Precisely. So, yeah, that's how it felt for me as well. I like, there were a couple of gems. I was like, wow, if we really just focused on this a oh, little yeah. bit more, there was made some a little bit good more clear. stuff in there. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like good performances, good ideas. That last episode, like, the first bit was the most baffling dumb stuff I'd seen in a long time, the whole sci-fi section. But yeah. after that, um, I thought that was really, really quality. Like, I liked yeah. um, the kind of exploration of who she was before she got possessed by Amalia. God, the, the, the twist I say in this show. I liked kind of going into the past. I liked, I think Laura Donnelly is a tremendous actress. I think she oh, did yeah. a really good job. Yeah. And as Julie says, I agree with you. I hope they do another season of I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, too. I, I, I would like them to... Uh, do a do a do a couple of don't be afraid to do a rewrite or two on on a script it's okay exactly yeah and um i caught up on the bad batch there's a new episode coming this friday but i almost missed the last one because i was on vacation um i'm kind of like wavering between the show because sometimes it's like you know they kind of do this story of the week or villain of the week thing um and i think i read maybe the last last review on winter is coming i felt like i agreed with your reviewer where um yeah, caesar's reviewing that caesar yeah where he was kind of saying you know i it would be awesome if things kind of picked up and weren't as repetitive kind of like you know you kind of know okay the group is going to split up one person is going to do one thing the other group is going to do the other thing and then you know they kind of all come back together at the end um so, yeah, for me, it's it's just kind of hard, I think, at this point, because I want something to progress the story forward. <laughs> mm-hmm. And now it is starting to feel a little kitty to me, a little cartoonish to me. And I'm like, okay, I do. I do kind of want something a little more grown up. Um, That's that. But, well, let, let me ask you this. Like, uh huh. It's a Star Wars cartoon. It's on Disney Plus. So I, I, I guess I can understand why they would go a little cartoony. Like, mm hmm. Is it consistent with the other Star Wars animated shows? Because I know those were like the typical, yeah, typical like, you know, cartoons, but also older kids and adults also like them because apparently they got into some heavy stuff. Like, are they like that or is this more kind of kiddie than what those were? 
I think the last the the premiere to me was pretty outstanding, and I don't think I had much of a complaint. Mm-hmm. I would say maybe the last two or three episodes. Then now that they're kind of just like meandering a little bit, like there's stuff to do, but you know they just need to some shenanigans to fill in the rest of the gaps. <laughs> so it's like when they get into the shenanigans, it feels a little more like. Season one of the Clone Wars is a perfect example of this. They weren't really, they were going places, but it was more just, hey, we're just creating a TV show. Kids are watching it. And it might sure. have some Star Wars lore in the background. Um, <laughs> so, for example, this last episode, they were kind of, they went into the backstory of like the Rancor from Jabba the Hutt's palace, which is, it's, you know, it's a crazy that big, idea. Giant monster. Yeah. Yeah. The thing that attacks Luke Skywalker. So I was like, okay, appreciate that. But it, it took some build up for you to see where it was going. Um, and all the other while, I was like, eh, I could kind of care less, you know, who they're trying to free. Or, I don't know. Other people <laughs> might feel different, but this is definitely one of those series where it's just like, if you can just watch it, all the series comes out episodes and you can just binge it all the way through. That's what I wish I could do. But, you know, for the sake of literally everything, I have to watch mm-hmm. it week by week and just kind of take it with a grain of salt. I do worry about Disney and, and just <laughs> their, their their propensity that I, I always say this to kind of, you know, kind of like make it one size fits all like they, mm-hmm. they, they I mean, it works. They want such a big audience that they kind of it, it's not really encouraged to be super original. Like, you know, like WandaVision was really, really cool. And then it yeah. kind of by the end sort of like eh, this turned into a pretty, pretty cool thing. Falcon and the Winter Soldier had its moments, but it, you know, it was also not eager to break the mold. Um, yeah, it, it, it sounds a little like that, but uh it can always turn around. Oh, yeah. We still got a long way to go. <laughs> There's like Do 16 we? episodes, I think, in Bad okay, Batch. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm sticking. I'm in it for a long Maybe haul. sometimes they should do the Netflix dump a few at a time strategy. I don't that's know. For, for, perhaps that's uh, good and bad in, in, in yeah. that's context specific. Exactly. Speaking of uh, cartoons that are for older people or are meant to be or aren't be, but people watch them anyway. What I mean... I like those, by the way. Like, I watch Rick and Morty. I, um, mm-hmm. I'm i watching that JoJo's Bizarre Adventure anime on Netflix, which is oh. pretty... It's bizarre. Um, <laughs> I tried out MODOK, the MODOK show on yeah, Hulu. Yeah, how's that? Which is a, it's, it's not bad. I mean, it, it's definitely in that Rick and Morty mode of like, it's a cartoon, but we're all going to curse and there's blood and stuff. But isn't that crazy <laughs> and edgy and awesome? Um but it's 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 made with a lot of care. Patton Oswalt, who's like you know a nerd kind of icon, clearly knows what he's talking about and has a lot of affection for this character. And uh, the jokes are good. It's 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 good, easy watching. It's it's not mm-hmm. gonna change, rock your world, but um, yeah, to- totally put it on while you do laundry. No, that's fine. Yeah, I'm I might check it out. It seems kind of like it has like a robot chickenish vibe. I think. Yeah, it or no. looks like it. It's like that clay i don't know if it's actually stop motion but i do believe uh richard says same company it's supposed to look like stop motion yeah although i I kind of (laughs) doubt they're actually like modeling everything yeah it's good (laughs) i kind of like uh that solar opposite show it's also on hulu it's by the rick and morty creators and feels Mm -hmm. like it is it's like about aliens who go to earth and they all look rocket adventures um also again very vulgar very like (laughs) Almost too cynical, like Rick and Morty. Like, there's that edge of, like, I don't know, like, do we need to be this down on people? But, uh, fun. And jokes from really, 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 really fast and furious. I, I, <laughs> I, I fully will watch an adult cartoon. I have nothing against them. <laughs> Yay. And Martha misses Things We Do in the Dark, 
from FX, which I do. Oh, do you mean things we do in the shadows or things we do in the dark? Because I love things we do in the shadows to death. Things we do in the dark, oh, yeah, I have not yeah. heard of. <laughs> Could be the same. We'll see. We'll get that cleared up. But yeah, Martha, seriously, if, if you mean if you mean uh, what we do, in, what the we shadows, do in the shadows, I am yeah. fully with you. That show is the best thing I've seen. Have you watched it yet, Mia? Or not yet? Have, have you considered trying? I still it? have, and I feel bad for saying that I would watch it. And then I think it's because I don't open up like Hulu ever. <laughs> So I think it is it on Hulu. You can it's watch Hulu. it because it's yeah, FX it's and then Hulu. Hulu yeah. FX on Hulu thing. <laughs> yeah, that show was it, it, it's a wonderful show. Like just really funny, really inventive, and, and in a lot of ways, like just not inventive because it's vampires again, like funny yeah. vampires again. Oh, how original! But just the execution of it, it it left me very happy pretty much every time. I can't wait for more of that show. <laughs> the third season is in production. Martha's look forward to more of that later. Any other thing you're watching me or want to talk about before we sign off? Or anybody out there watching anything or looking forward to anything you want to talk about? No, I guess I'm looking forward to next week is Loki. So I'm oh, happy Oh, it's Loki. To... That's right. We'll talk about that Let's next week. It's exciting. All right. Well, we'll see you then. We're here every week on the Winter is Coming Facebook and YouTube channels at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time at the Facebook and YouTube channels. I already said that. Um, or you can listen to us in podcast form, iTunes, Google Play, wherever podcasts are available. Take the black. Feel free to give us a watch, give us a review, give us a compliment, give us 18 stars, what many you can. And uh, thanks so much for watching and listening. Goodbye. This podcast is brought to you by Fansighted. Join our community of over 300 sites from sports to pop culture and everything in between.